Sometimes when you pray on somebody, you pray, God, forgive their sins. You pray, God, heal their generational bondage of this particular sickness. God, heal this sickness. Get their cells right, their lungs right, their body right. Heal the ligaments in their knees. God, heal their bodies. But also, God, if this affliction is from the wicked one, if this is Satan attacking the people of God, Satan, we bind you in the name of Yahshua Hamashiach. We command you to exit the premises right now in the name of Jesus. We've been given authority over you. We're seated in Christ in heavenly places above principalities, powers, rulers, and dominions. And God, even as I pray here, all those that's in this place that might be afflicted by some spiritual attack of the adversary who the Son has set free is free indeed and based upon our authority in Christ in this section, that section, that section, this section, that section, and this section. Let Satan hinder your people no more. Lung problems gone, back problems gone, mental problems gone, eye problems gone. Hey! In the name of Yahshua, we evict the enemy off of God's people's body. So let's go, y'all. Let's look at this John 14. Amen. For those that wasn't interested in that, we're going to give y'all something to chew on. Amen. Hallelujah. Because some of y'all, y'all older believers, y'all like, Pastor, this is old stuff. This is simple stuff. We, uh, you know, basic Christianity is against abortion. It's just, it's basic. All right. And so we'll look at John 14 and we'll talk about the deity of Christ right quick, y'all. All right. And I got myself on a time. I'm going to be moving fast. But, um, you know, we're going we're gonna to just keep it moving. So Jesus starts off in verse 7 of chapter 14. And he's telling his disciples, he says, look, if you know me, you know the Father. In fact, Jesus says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. In verse 8, Philip says, just show us the Father and we're going to be good. Jesus said, Philip, have I been so long with you? That you don't know who I really am. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. You want to see the Father? Jesus says you're looking at him. In these few verses, Yahshua is breaking down a great mystery. The mystery of his deity. And when we say deity, we mean that Jesus, Yahshua, is God. God in the flesh. Come down to walk amongst us. Many religions believe and the fact of the occurrence, the birth, the life of Jesus. Many religions, but where biblical Christianity and biblical Hebraism breaks from the mainstream beliefs is we don't only believe that Jesus existed. We don't only believe that he's a man. We believe that our Savior is the God-man in human form. Come on, give y'all some praise up in this place. He was not just a man. And theologically, we call this the hypostatic union, that God would be 100% man and 100% God at the same time in the same body, both getting tired and weeping like a man, but also having the power of omnipotence to change and to heal and to bless, as we will see, amen, uh, this morning as we look at this right quick. Jesus says in verse 10, in verse 11, if you want to believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, 
Yahshua says two things. Look at my words and look at my works. Amen. We'll talk about his works this morning. Amen. And we'll just go into that. If we have time, we'll cover those final three and four uh, points. But I'm believing that we'll get to just his works. If you remember when he says his words prove his deity, we looked at Isaiah 7, 14. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son in unfortunate situations and circumstances, but still give birth to him. And his name shall be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. In Isaiah 9, 6, amen, it talks about a child is born unto us. And it talks about his name. They'll call him the wonderful counselor, the mighty God the everlasting father. This child would not just be a man, but the father in human form. Isaiah 59 told us that because, hallelujah, no man was able to save humanity, because all was lost, all was in sin. The Bible says, therefore, God himself brought salvation with his own arm. He put on the armor of God, huh? He put on his own armor, his breastplate of righteousness, his, his helmet of salvation, and he brought salvation to us. And the Bible corroborates this because it tells us, God says it himself, there is no savior but me. So anytime you find a savior, it's got to be God. Come on, give y'all some praise up in here. In the commission of John the Baptist, we saw in Malachi, Huh? God say, he said, listen, I'm going to send my messenger before my face. Huh? He's going to prepare the way for me. Then shall the people who've been waiting, they're going to see the Lord, his face, show up in his temple. It ain't, it, ain't, it, ain't, it ain't no secret. In Zechariah, we saw Jesus reveal it uh, 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 clearly. He said, they shall look upon me whom they have pierced. That's what God was saying in his book. That's what the father was saying. They shall look upon me whom they have pierced. Going to the New Testament, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. Going to John chapter 8, before Abraham was, I am. Huh? Huh? We looked at all that. Thomas, when he reached his hand into the body of Christ, he said, my Lord and my God. Huh? We looked at Paul's mysterious revealing of the mystery in 1 Timothy 3.16 without controversy. Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto the Gentiles, believed on in the world, and received into glory. By the time we got to Revelations, we went from Old Testament to New Testament, proven by his word that he is the very God-man. We get to Revelations and Jesus saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. And can't nobody ever make a statement like that but our God. Come on, give y'all some praise in this place. And so quickly, with our time remaining, let's look at his works. Let's look at his works. We talked about his words and that his words prove his deity. Let's look at his works. Help me lift up our Savior. Help me lift up Jesus, Yahshua, our Messiah. Amen. We're going to lift him up to the place where he's supposed to be. And he gives us a promise. He says, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. Come on, give y'all some praise up in here. 
So when we see his works, all we got to do is just take a snapshot of the things that Jesus did while he was on earth. And you will confirm and you will agree with me that this man was, is, and always will be God in the flesh. First example, Jesus rebuking the storm proves his deity. As we look at Mark chapter 4, verse 37, the Bible says, And there arose a great storm of wind. Now they were on the Sea of Galilee, and kind of like Louisiana, huh? That water produces some great and mighty storms over Galilee, kind of like some hurricane force winds and a lot of rain. That sea is located in as though it were a bowl with mountains surrounding it. Huh? They gather, hallelujah, uh, uh, precipitation. Uh, from the surrounding areas, and by the time those heavy clouds move over Galilee, it's got some tremendous storms that can spawn up suddenly and instantaneously, meaning that they get in the boat and it's sunshine and everything is good, and by the time they get to where they're going, amen, a storm then brewed up. And so there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. What was full? The boat. Full of what? Water. The waves were inundating the ship, filling the ship up with water. And I don't know about y'all, have you ever been fishing? When the boat begins to fill up with water, there's a problem. Anybody hear me up in here? So they're on the Sea of Galilee, and the boat is filling with water. But Jesus was in the boat. Verse 38 says he was in the hinder part, the back part of the ship. What was he doing? He was asleep on a pillow. We get a view of his humanity right here. He was 100% man. What'd that mean? He got tired. He had to take him a nap. Somebody said dodo. -do. Jesus went dodo. -do. Why? All the ministering, the healing, and all of that, that's get, that gets weird. wears the body down. So he had to go. He had to sleep. The Bible says he had a pillow. You know it was serious. And the Bible was saying it was raining. You know how you sleep in the rain, baby. Baby, Jesus was out. And I don't know about y'all, but sometimes when it get rocky, baby, it's almost like I imagine myself in the crib or in my mama home. Jesus was like, do 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 do. Jesus was asleep. And hallelujah. And so they run up to him and they awake him and they say, Master, carries thou not that we perish. So Jesus wake up, he wiped his drool off his face. What y'all mean, care is not that we perish? Of course I care. And in 39, and he arose and did what? And rebuked the wind and the sea. And he said, peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. Now I know us, we know storms. We've been in hurricanes, huh? And some of us done been in more hurricanes than others. You ever look outside during a hurricane, how it looked like the rain coming sideways? You know it's a problem when the rain is horizontal. <laughs> Why? Because of the wind, and you can't see too far because of the, the gusts and all the rain. And listen, you go outside, and you like, you float, and you like, you know, walking like this. Imagine that on the, on the sea in a boat. And imagine seeing a man during a hurricane force event. Wake up from sleep, getting the sleep out of his eye. And he stand up in the ship and he look at that storm and he say, peace be still. And the moment he say it, the rain stop, 
the clouds dissipate and his sun shining and he wiped his face one more time and go right back to the back of the book. You understand what I'm saying? You know, you know what it looked like when his hair came? It's dark. And he said, peace be still. And it, and birds start flying through across the, across the sky. You see? You see? That's the power of God. And then he looked at them boys and he said unto them, why are you so fearful? Why were you scared? Don't you know I'm in the boat? And if I'm in the boat with you, it's never going to sink. It don't matter how much water get in the boat. If I'm in the boat with you, it's never going to sink. That's a word for some of your lives. It don't matter how bad life get. It don't matter how far it look like you're about to sink. If Jesus is in the boat with you, if you have him in your life, you ain't got to be afraid. You ain't got to be worried about nothing because Jesus is in the boat. Anybody hear me up in here? You see, you see why were you so fearful? Didn't I tell you we going to the other side? Don't you know my calling that I'm about to go be uh, uh, crucified on the cross? Don't you know that, that you think that I'm going to die in a boat at the bottom of the sea? Stop tripping. Peace be still. And I could just see a leaf blow on it and Jesus say, what, what? <laughs> say, what? Why did the, the storm do that? Because the storm heard the voice from the beginning. The same voice that said, let there be light. And the storm was sensitive to that voice. You know it's loud during a hurricane event. You know you could barely hear. You know all kind of stuff is blowing. But the storm was so sensitive to this voice. He said, peace be still. The storm said, everybody, <laughs> settle down. Waves, settle down. Look, look, that ocean was doing this. He said, peace be still. That thing went. The vocabulary word for that is placid. You see, the, the water went from to, that's the power of God. Come on, give y'all some praise up in here. You see, and the problem is it, how is it that you have no faith, Jesus says. And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, what manner of man is this? That even the wind and the sea obey him. You want to know what type of man this is? This is the God man, Yahshua Hamashiach. Come on, give y'all some praise. Huh? Another example of his works that prove his deity is Matthew 14, 24, when he not only calmed the sea, but he walked on the sea. You see? And that verse 24, it says, but the ship was now in the midst of the sea. You see, Jesus had went up to pray and he's told his disciples, go ahead, let me be alone because I got to pray. All right. I got to pray. He was teaching us that sometimes, amen, you got to get alone. All right. If the son of God got to get alone and pray, how much more us? Anybody hear me up in here? Huh? So he told him, jump in the boat and y'all go to the other side. I'm going to meet y'all there. Now, he never told him how he was going to get there. Huh? He just said, I'm going to meet y'all there. And while they going across, huh, listen, the storms, one of the storms came up again. And, and, the, and, and they were now in the midst of the sea. You know what that means? They were in the middle of the Sea of Galilee. Lord, why the storm didn't start right when we, when, we, when we started our journey? Why the storm didn't start right when we was about to be over? The storm started and we was in the middle. 
We too far to turn back and we too far to keep going. We stuck in the middle. Anybody ever been stuck in the middle, huh? Between a rock and a hard place, huh? It's too late to turn back, but we don't have enough to keep going. Thank God that Jesus sees us in the midst of the sea, amen? Hallelujah. And so the Bible says that in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them. Pastor, what's the fourth watch in the night? That's why we get four day in the morning. Anybody hear me up in here? That's about three, four o'clock in the morning. Jesus had prayed all night long because it was evening when he started. He ain't stopped till four in the morning. How many people know that sometimes you got to keep praying through the night? Anybody hear me up in here? A lot of people know about fasting, but they don't know about waking. Sometimes when you need God enough, amen, you got to stay up all night. When something is that important for them children, you got to stay up all night. When something is that important for provision, for a healing, you got to stay up all night. We used to stay up all night to sin, but we ain't staying up all night to intercede no more. You got to know how to stay woke and pray through the night when you need God to move. How many people need a move of God in a special situation? Huh? Hallelujah. Sometimes you got, just got to put on your calendar. I ain't going to bed. I'm fixing me a pot of coffee and me and you, God, we going to go ahead and see who's going to stay up the longest. Now, you ain't going to win, but I'm just saying. Because my God neither slumber nor sleep. But you just got to go ahead, take that pot of coffee and pray through the night. Pray through the night. How many people remember when Philly used to do all night prayer? Anybody been to all night prayer? Amen. We just go, go. We were crazy back then. We would just, we would just go all night long. People bring their covers, their pajamas, huh? And sometimes they look like they stand in agreement, but they're not. They dozing off. Like Phil would say, "Not El die, El shut eyed and caught him." You understand what I'm saying? And so, hallelujah. So, so anyway, Jesus, hallelujah, prayed till three, four o'clock in the morning, and he knew they was in trouble. How many people know that Jesus knows when you're stuck in the middle? All right. All right. And he went unto them. Wait, how you got that? Walking on the sea. Huh? Listen, he changed the molecular structure of water. Huh? He saw his disciples in trouble and he had to get to them. But it was water in his way. He told that water, all the, the, the liquid molecules that's in water that was created. To, to, to move and want to quart, but not be close enough to be solid, he told them, stay still. He said, gather, because I'm coming through. And when he walked that, that water, woo, that water just firmed up, and he just walked on that thing. Huh? Huh? He changed it. How could he change it? He created it. He was the one that put the two hydrogens together and the oxygen. Anybody hear me up in him? So not only does the wind and the waves obey him, but the very molecular structure of our physical universe obey him. Everything obeys him. He says, steady, firm up. I'm about to come through. You know what I'm saying? You know what they're saying? They say, when I walk through? Huh? That's how they have that on IG, huh? You know, I'm getting used to that social media a little bit. And I could ball like I least say, boy, when Jesus walked on that water, a beat drop. He just, <clears throat> when I walk through. I could see Jesus up in that. When I walk through. When I walk. <laughs> Walking on that water because you knew he was black. You know he had rhythm. I wonder what kind of swag Jesus had. He was... 
Walking on the what? On the water. Huh? Huh? Hallelujah. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled. Huh? Why were they troubled? Because men don't walk on water. Only God walks on water. Ain't never been done before in our Bible. They were troubled. And they said, it is a spirit. Now, y'all know how superstitious our people is. <laughs> them boys say, it's a ghost. That's what them boys say. You know how superstitious. And they cried out for fear. Now, it's one thing to be scared, but keep it on the inside. <laughs> but when your emotions get so, hallelujah, great, you know how they say LOL, laugh out loud? Them boys did a C-O-L. They cried out loud. And if you ever heard somebody do that, at the house we sometimes watch movies that have intense suspenseful, suspenseful sequences. Huh? And I'm not going to call out all my children. I'm not going to say which one it is. But every now and then you'll hear a C-O-L. you hear, <laughs> You ever heard that before? These were grown men in a boat all together. How in the world you going to go, have you any decency? You see? Now, Isaac, we done been on a boat before. All of us, but none of us did that. Malvo did throw up. Malvo, I didn't hear no sound come out. I, did y'all hear any sound? Malvo opened the window and went, Bleh! But you caught some fish, though. You know what I'm saying? So, 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 <laughs> the boss, C-O-L, man, they cried out loud for fear. <laughs> but Jesus spake unto them. Thank God for Jesus. When you're scared, Jesus will speak to you. But Jesus spake unto them, saying, be of good cheer. It is I, be not afraid. Jesus good. I would have laughed, yeah. I think I might have played a little trick on him. You know what I'm saying? I'd have been, ooh. <laughs> now, if that was Keith, Keith for sure would have played a trick on him. That boy used to get outside my window at night and take his hand and scratch on my window. That old scary movie back then with a man with some blades on his hand. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff he would do. I had, to, I had to go to counseling for that type of stuff. <laughs> I'm joking. The wonderful counseling. Come on, let's go. And Peter answered him. And said, Hallelujah. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if, thou, if, if it be thou, bid me to come unto thee on the water. I love Peter. Because Peter said, if you could do it, you can give me the power to do it too. As we talk about Jesus and his deity and his works, understand. That as a believer, what we see Jesus do, most of it now, don't you go walking on the Gulf of Mexico when we leave here. <laughs> you better ask Jesus and hear him say in a loud voice, come unto me. If you don't hear that, stay in the boat. But I love the boldness of Peter because Peter said, you could give me the power to do what you do. Everything that we're about to see about his works, Jesus is not only able to do those things, but to confer the, that same power on his people. So Peter said, hmm, how you do that, Dad? 
bid me to come unto you, call me, huh? And he was the only disciple that did that. This means to me that as we read our Bible and see Jesus do things, and he tell us the works that I do, shall you do also. And greater works. Hey, it's in the same chapter. It's in the verses further down from this verse right here. He said, whatever I do, I'm going to give you the power to do it too. And greater works. You see? And that's God. That's God. You see, a man could do great things, but he can't confer it upon nobody. He lucky to be doing it himself. But God is able to confer some things. Why? Because he's the source. He's the Abba. Huh? And even when we lay hands on people and try to say, you know, oh, stir up the gift, we hope in God, you first, then through me, and then, then in them. Because we're not the source, we just the conduit. Anybody hear me up in here? So, so Peter said, man, I won't do it too. And when Peter, and, and, and Jesus told him, uh, 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 come, come on. And when Peter was come down out the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. Because this wasn't no little bass boat. He had to come down out the ship. You understand what I'm saying? He had to come down. It's like a commercial fishing. They weren't fishing with poles. They was fishing with nets. And so Peter had to come down out the ship. Malvo, could you imagine that water when we was in the Gulf? You coming down on that thing? Like, Pastor, I love you, but listen. He <laughs> so Peter come down. And what, lo and behold, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. How many people know that when Jesus bids you to do something, you're going to be able to defy all natural law. You're going to be able to do things that people say was never possible because Jesus had bid you to do it. But when he saw the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and he began to sink. Now, he didn't begin to sink until he saw the wind. So what that means is, is that while he was focused on Jesus, he could do what Jesus did. As long as you stay focused on the word, on God, you're going to be able to do the supernatural. You're going to be able to open businesses and do things that you're not supposed to do and be blessed like you're not supposed to be blessed. But you got to seek first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness. You got to fix your eyes on Jesus. But Peter began to look at the peripheral things. The side things, he began, ooh, look at the wind. Ooh, the waves. Is that a dolphin? Is that a shark? So Peter, Peter started worrying about all kind of stuff in the water. You know, ooh, my, what if my shoes get wet? I just bought them ones. I, you know what I'm saying? My Nikes. And as he started worrying about all that peripheral stuff, he began to what? Sink. Huh? He began to sink. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, Hallelujah. When he saw the wind, he was afraid. Then he began to sink. He cried, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand, caught him and said, O thou of little faith. That is again, that is again, y'all. Fate. Wherefore didst thou doubt? Because I saw the things that was on the side, the circumstances. And when they were coming to the ship, the wind ceased. Then they, then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him. Who did they worship? I thought you weren't supposed to worship nobody but God. He is God. And he allowed them to worship. Of a truth, thou art the son of God. In a little while, amen, and I don't think that we're going to even have time, but I told you before about a situation in Acts. 
in Acts, amen, uh, 10 and 25, Cornelius tries to worship Peter when Peter bring the gospel to him. Acts 10 and 25, sound boot. Cornelius tries to worship Peter because Peter was coming in. Cornelius met him, fell down at his feet and worshiped him. You know what regular men do when people try to worship us? You know what regular men that know that there's a God in heaven? The one only that's supposed to be worshipped. You know what we do when people try to worship us? Look at 26. But Peter took him up. Pick him up off the ground. Because that's what worship is. To get on the ground and say, oh, you're great. You're the most high. Peter, pick him up saying, stand up. I myself also am a man. Amen. Come on, give God some glory for that. And that's what real men of God supposed to do. Don't ever worship a pastor. Don't ever worship a minister. Don't ever worship a first lady, a deacon, or whatever. Don't worship nobody. Worship God. Anybody hear me up in here? All right? All right? That's what this church is built on. It's not built on super personalities. It's built on on God y'all you see whether it's me or anybody else as long as they bring in that word of God now of course God gonna speak through some better than he speak through others but as long as they bring in that word of God huh then you come to this house and you worship God anybody hear me up in here so Peter picked that boy up stop worshiping me they worship Jesus and Matthew what Jesus did yeah yeah you're doing right you're doing right. Because God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit are all one. Come on, give y'all some praise. Amen? All right. Y'all still up out there? Hallelujah, Pastor. You got us. You got us woke early talking about that abortion. Pastor, now we got to, we switching gears. Stay with me. All right? I gave you the dessert before the main course, but don't worry about it. We still here. And we lifting up our Savior. We lifting up our God. We lifting up our Messiah, huh? And we showing that not only through his words, but through his works, that this is very God. Still in a storm, walking on the sea, huh? Huh? Hallelujah. Not only that, in verse chapter 9 of Matthew, healing blindness, all right? All right? And when Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him. Two blind men followed him, crying, saying, Thou son of David, have mercy on us. And this, this is having it half right, because he is the son of David, but he is also the son of God. And when he was coming to the house, the blind men came to him. And Jesus said unto them, Believe ye that I am able to do this. Stop right there. Before God can do a miracle for you, you have to believe. When Phil got up here, he said that it's about faith. And God want to do a lot of stuff for us, but if we don't believe God, it hinders his power. When we read in our Bible, huh, uh, some cities couldn't receive the power of God through Jesus. And so the Bible says that he didn't do many miracles there because of their unbelief. My heart for you is that you would believe God. Believe what? That God can do anything in your life. Anybody hear me up in here? 
He can do anything. If your faith is large, then the miracles and the big things that God do through you is going to be large. If your faith is small, then you're going to probably go through life just accomplishing the things that you can accomplish. Faith is like a straw, man. You ever been, hallelujah, to a place where, hallelujah, they have like a good uh, uh, fruit punch or uh, a good soda, but they give you a small straw? <laughs> huh? You be on that straw ball sucking, hard. a little drop come out, they give you a coffee straw. Huh? But I love the places that give you a big straw. Huh? A straw you drink out of, look, it come out on your face. You, oh, goodness. Huh? Them straws, amen, where you drink out of and you finish your drink fast. Have, you have your wife looking at you. Oh, you was thirsty, huh? No, it's just a big straw. It was just one. You know what I'm saying? Huh? Your faith is a straw. And God want to get something to you. But your straw is too small. He's trying to force a blessing through a small straw. Huh? Somebody enlarge your faith today. Somebody ask God to increase their faith. Amen. So hallelujah. Uh, some, somebody, some people say, Pastor, forget the straw. We're going to throw the straw out all the good. I'm grabbing God's blessings and drinking them. You see? That's how big my faith is. I'm taking big gulps of the blessings of God. Huh? That's why Jesus asked. He said, he told him, he says, believe. Huh? He said, believe you that I'm able to do this? They said unto him, yes, Lord. And it's because they believe. Then he touched their eyes saying, according to your faith, be it unto you. Your life is going to reflect how much faith you have. If you trust God to build houses for you, to buy houses for you, to, to buy cars for you, if you trust God to pay all your bills, if you trust God, amen, to, uh, to fill your savings account, if you trust God, hallelujah, to buy your clothing that you're not supposed to have, if you trust God to give you a wife that you don't even deserve, if you trust God to give you a single woman, that man, hallelujah, that's a blessing from God, a lot of your problem is you don't trust God, you don't believe God, so you're getting small blessings because your faith is too small huh somebody say God help me to trust you for big blessings come on give y'all some praise up in here according to your faith be it unto you you see how big is your faith huh is there anything too hard for God you see And so their faith was big. So when he touched them, the Bible says, their eyes were what? Open. And this is a miracle, y'all. We saw this before. The man that was born blind, Jesus healed him as well. And Jesus straightly charged him, see that not, no man know it. But when they departed, they spread abroad his fame in all the country. So we see him still the storm. We see him walk on water, but we see him also heal blindness. Look at Matthew 9. We're going to watch him cast out devils. We're going to watch him cast out devils. All right? When we sick, y'all, sickness is the result of a few things. All right? 
Of course, sickness came into the world when we fell in the garden. So the ultimate root of all sickness is sin. All right. Sin entering into the world. But sometimes we get sick. All right. Because of particular personal sin. Are you with me here so far? Meaning that you could do things that God disagree with so much. He going to allow sickness to hit you so you could catch your head. And you'll know when your affliction and your sickness is because of something you've done. Because while you're in that bed, it's usually the first thing that you think about. You're in that bed or in that hospital and you say, man, I should have never done that. I shouldn't have stole it. I shouldn't have jacked it. I shouldn't have messed with her or messed with him. I shouldn't have went there that night. Huh? And that's the spirit of God telling you huh, that you have this affliction because you done played with a living God. Anybody hear me up in here? All right. So whenever I lay hands on people to pray for them, I'm usually looking for the causes of sickness when I pray. Sometimes it's sin. Sometimes it's generational bondage or some type of generational sickness. And other times it's just sickness from poor eating, lack of sleep, something more physiological or biological. But all those that's growing in this area of laying on hands and uh, allowing God to heal people through you, hear what I'm saying. Don't just pray empty, God healed them. Sometimes your prayer got to attack the root causes before God heal them. Come on, give y'all some praise up in here. Hallelujah. And so in this situation, this man was sick, but it was a spiritual sickness. It was a it was a it was a demonic sickness because sometimes sickness can be an affliction of the enemy. Huh? Of the enemy, meaning like the devil attack your body. All right. That happens. We saw him attack Job's body in the book of Job. All right. And so Jesus, and as they went out, behold, they brought him a dumb man. And some of the women of God saying here, I know a bunch of dumb men. <laughs> That's not the dumb they talking about. The dumb they talking about here in the Bible, it meant somebody who couldn't hear and couldn't speak. And so they called him dumb, but that wasn't like you call your husband or your son or the, the, the neighbor across the street, a, a dumb man. No, they couldn't talk and they couldn't hear. And so they were mute and deaf. And Jesus tells us in his word why he was deaf and, 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 and uh, uh, um, couldn't speak. They were possessed with a devil. Sometimes his spirits. And when the devil was cast out, the dumb spake. And the multitude marveled, saying, it has never so been seen in Israel. But the Pharisees said he casted out devils through the prince of the devils. Sometimes when you pray on somebody, you pray, God, forgive their sins. You pray, God, heal their generational bondage of this particular sickness. God, heal this sickness. Get their cells right, their lungs right, their body right. Heal the ligaments in their knees. God, heal their bodies. But also, God, if this affliction is from the wicked one, 
If this is Satan attacking the people of God, Satan, we bind you in the name of Yahshua HaMashiach. We command you to exit the premises right now in the name of Jesus. We've been given authority over you. We're seated in Christ in heavenly places above principalities, powers, rulers, and dominions. And God, even as I pray here, all those that's in this place that might be afflicted by some spiritual attack of the adversary who the Son has set free is free indeed and based upon our authority in Christ in this section, that section, that section, this section, that section, and this section, let Satan hinder your people no more. Lung problems gone. Back problems gone, mental problems gone, eye problems gone. Hey! In the name of Yahshua, we evict the enemy off of God's people's bodies. And that's what Jesus did with his authority. Told Satan he had to go. And when the devil was cast out, the deaf and the mute spoke. Jesus said, be loose. That boss said, what time it is around here? But y'all got to eat. I've been hungry. I've been wanting to talk. And you over here, you've been doing me wrong because I can't tell nobody, but I'm telling everybody now. He been stealing my money. You see? The devils knew who this was. Demons ain't listening to know anybody. You see? This is the God man. In Matthew 9 and 2, we're almost done, y'all. I'm going to wrap it up here in a second, but, but we're here for it. How many people here for it? Huh? Not only blindness, not only cast devils. 9 and 2, he healed a person of paralysis. All right? You ever saw somebody paralyzed? Stuck in a wheelchair? Can't walk? And behold, they brought to him a man sick of palsy. That's, that's a paralytic. That's a, a part of their body not working. You ever saw somebody hit with a stroke and part of their face and part of their body? This particular person was paralytic, not just on half of his face or his body or his arm or his leg. It was his whole body from neck down paralyzed. Couldn't even walk to Jesus. He was on a bed. Huh? Pastor, why was he like this? And Jesus, seeing uh, their fate, they brought him to Jesus, said unto the sick of palsy, the man paralyzed, son, be of good cheer. Thy sins are forgiven. What did I tell you about sickness? That sometimes it's because of what? Sin. We done did some things. We done did some things. Some things we ain't brought to God and say, God, forgive me. And it ain't that he not going to forgive you. You ain't just brought it to him yet. Listen, we all done did some things we're not proud of. Every single one of us. But you got to get on your knees or bow your head and say, God, in 1983, I did this. And I don't know if I ever talked to you about this. I am sorry for that. I was lost. I wasn't in church. I didn't know you, but now I know better. I'm going to do better. Forgive me of that. You know? And you know, every morning when you wake up, you're supposed to ask God for forgiveness. The, the church folk do it like this. We say, God, forgive me of known and unknown sin. Huh? Because sometimes you could sin and not know that you're sinning. 
You could be as proud as all outdoors and not know you're proud. You could be as envious as all outdoors and not know you're envious. You could steal. No, you're going to know when you're stealing. You're going to know when you're stealing. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? But we are, it's known and what? Unknown sin. Then we ask him, forgive me of sins of commission and omission. Because there's some sins that you commit, things that you do. But sometimes you sin by not doing what you're supposed to do. So we say, God, forgive me for doing sin. But forgive me for the sins that I, when I should have done something. Because there's some things that you should be doing that you don't do. So we go to God every morning. We say, God, forgive me. Known, unknown. Sins of commission. Sins of omission. Forgive me of my secret faults. My secret sins. Because we all have things that we do that nobody know about. That nobody know about. And so we be real with God. And we keep our sin slate clean by every morning going to him. And saying, forgive me, because we don't want to carry that. We don't want to carry that for a single day. Why? Because sometimes bad things happen. Bad things happen when you have unrepented sin. Your communication with God is not what it's supposed to be. Your blessings not flowing like they usually flow. Sometimes your health won't be pristine like it's supposed to be. This man had a problem with sin, and it resulted in paralysis of his body. So to fix it, Jesus looked at him and said, Son of, be of good cheer. What does Jesus say? Thy sins be forgiven. Huh? Now you got to understand, only God can forgive sin. You mean if I say 10 Hail Marys and I do two Our Fathers that the priest can't forgive my sin? Boy, you better read your Bible. Only God can forgive sin. And they knew it. They knew it. Look what they say. They say, this man, hallelujah, they say, this man blasphemed it in verse 3. What does blaspheme mean? It means that you're calling yourself God. And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, how did Jesus know their thoughts, Amisha? He's omniscient. He's God. He knew their thoughts. And he asked them, wherefore think ye evil in your hearts? For whether is it easier to say, thy sins be forgiven thee? Or for me to tell the man arise and walk? Jesus said, I'll do it any way y'all want me to do it. I'll tell him his sins forgiven, or I'll say rise up and walk. Because either way it go, his body going to listen to what I say. But that you may know that the Son of Man had power on earth to forgive sins. He looked at the paralytic, the man sick with palsy. He said, Arise, take up thy bed, and go unto thine house. Jesus told the man, Stand up, go home. And he arose and departed to his house. But when the multitude saw it, they marveled and glorified God, which had given such power unto men. Come on, give God some praise up in here huh it wasn't just some sickness that jesus healed no he healed all sickness now why would god bring me with a word like this today i know we're talking about his deity yeah but i have a sneaky suspicion 
that Yahweh wants to strengthen some of y'all faith this morning. You see, because faith coming by hearing and hearing the what? Word of God. What I'm talking about this morning is all of his miracles, his power, all the things that he can do. How many people waiting on a miracle this morning? Huh? Huh? Whenever you see miracles preached from the pulpit, it means that God is ready to do a miracle in your life. He's saying it's a miracle time. It's a miracle time because I'm trying to get your faith in line with my power. It's a miracle time. I'm telling you what you need to know to get the breakthrough that you've been waiting on because it's a miracle time. It's a miracle movement. Nothing is too hard for me. What you've been praying for, I'm about to deliver. I just need you to believe me. And so I'm about to do something that I had not seen, ear never heard, nor entered into the heart of man. And unless I get you ready, you ain't going to have a straw big enough to get it through. My God, my God, my God. In Matthew 9, 35, huh? the Bible says, And Jesus went about all the cities and the villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing, watch this, every sickness and every disease among the people. There was no sickness he couldn't heal, no disease he couldn't heal. Today is the same way. There's no cancer that God can't heal. There's no AIDS. There's no HIV. There's no high blood pressure. No clogged up heart. No bipolar. No schizophrenia. No talking to yourself like they got 10 people up in here. It don't matter. God will take that thing and make you back one like you was one when you came out your mama womb. He'll heal leprosy. He'll heal influenza. He'll heal, ah, got COVID. Ain't nothing he can't heal. Because ain't nothing too hard for my God. Somebody got to give him a shout of praise. You see? Pastor, how you know? Because he even raised the dead. We heard about Lazarus, but y'all forgot about Matthew 9 and 23. The little girl that had died. The one where the ruler of the synagogue, huh? Huh? He come to Jesus. Now, he, he a ruler of the synagogue. He in the clique with the Pharisees and Sadducees. But how many people know that sometimes you could be in the wrong clique and you look over on the other side and miracles going on on that side. And you say, I don't like him, but God is with him. And I see over here, God ain't doing nothing over here. Huh? Huh? They can't lay hands on a chicken and cook it. They can't, they can't do nothing. They can't cook a chicken right. Huh? They couldn't heal you with Tylenol and Motrin. Huh? And so you look over here, ain't nothing happening. Ain't nothing shaking with the Pharisees and the Sadducees. But he looked over here and he saw Jesus. And him healing every manner of sickness. And every manner of disease. Huh? And how many people know he should have called Jesus earlier? Because of his own doubts, he let his daughter die. He should have been called for Jesus. But how many people know sometimes you're in the wrong clique a little too long? 
You're over here with this party, hallelujah, and not over here where Jesus is. So he messed around in the wrong clique a little too long, and his daughter died. But how many people know, hallelujah, it's not how you start, it's how you finish? How many people know it's never too late for Jesus? How many people know that you could be in the wrong clique as long as you slide over to the right clique? God will, hallelujah, get you right real fast and restore the years that the locusts have stolen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I don't know who word that was for. Get back on the right side of history. Get back in the right clique. You've been going down, things dying in your life because you're on the wrong side. Slide on over, James Brown. Get on the right slide. Chinese typewriter, back on the right side, MC Hammer. Running man yourself back to the right side. Kid and play, jump your leg to the right side. Renegade yourself. Uh, all right, let's. <laughs> to the right side. So he, whoa, you, all right, listen. So he, and Jesus came into the ruler's house, you see, and saw the minstrels and the people making a noise. They would pay people to cry during the funeral. You know that's us. <laughs> you know that's black people. Because we got weepers and wailers. And they were so good in the Bible days, they paid them. They not only paid Sarah or Kinchin, they had a group of ladies that they would give $50, come and cry, come make everybody cry. And they sit in that front row, and you've been in a few where them people start weeping. Everybody start crying. Now, most of the time, they didn't even know them people. And they on the coffin getting in. You know what I'm saying? They getting in there, no, Johnny. I mean, uh, Earl. They don't even know it. <laughs> so they making a noise. That's what that's about. And they all in the room, they making a noise. And Jesus said, give place. He said, stop all that. Stop all that. Y'all just doing that for the $50 that y'all got. Stop all that. For the maid is not dead. But sleep it. Now we know they wasn't crying for real because look what happened next. And they laughed him to scorn. They went from grieving to laughing for the little girl. If you was really grieving like you knew the little girl, you wouldn't be laughing right after that. Y'all tripping. So they laughed him to scorn. But when the people will put forth, this means that Jesus put all of them out. Because sometimes when you have to believe God, you got to get doubt away from you. That's a word for some of y'all. You trying to believe God, but you got people close to you that doubt God. They don't believe the vision God put in your spirit. They don't believe the business. They don't believe the, the healing. They don't believe the joy, the peace. They don't believe that you're going to be married, that you're going to have children. They don't believe, hallelujah, that your marriage is going to get right. They don't believe that you're going to build it. They don't believe that you're going to drive it. They don't believe that God's going to heal you and you're going to be totally free. And so you got these people around you. And every time you're trying to believe, they come with this sad song. You see, faith coming by hearing, and, and faith is contagious, huh? But doubt and fear is contagious too. 
So Jesus teaches us a lesson about faith. Sometimes you got to put certain people out of the room so you could get your blessing. Hey! Some people can't go with you because they don't believe what God is about to do in your life. It don't mean you put them out forever. You just tell them, get out of here for right now. After God do it in my life, you can come back and we could celebrate <laughs> if you're really happy for me. Jesus put him out. And when he had put him out, he went in. And he took the little girl by the hand. And in other uh, synoptic gospels, he told her, made arise. When he grabbed the, the dead girl's hand. She in the coffin, yo. He touched her. Grab her by her hand. And the Bible says, and the maid Arose. I'd have lost my mind up here. I'd have fell on the floor. And the fame thereof went abroad in all the land. Saints of God, we not only look at his words to show his deity, we look at his works, and his works show that he is not just a man but that he is very God in human form. And I want to tell you, amen, that as believers, the works that he do, we are able to do also. Why? Because he lives on the inside of us. If he healed people, huh? we can heal people through his power as well. Huh? Come on, somebody. If he cast out devils and got the devil off of people's lives, then we have the authority in him to cast devils off of people's lives as well. If he was able to get people mentally right, then we are able to get people mentally right as well. Huh? If he can do things that should not naturally happen, like walk on water, in your life, you should see the supernatural move for you, your children, your family, your church family, huh? Because of the God we serve. He came down, y'all, to give us an example of what we could be in Him. That's why He is God, yet. But he is also man. That's why he's God. But he's also the son of God. And we are sons and daughters as well. I need you to start expecting the supernatural. I need you to start expecting miracles. Signs wonders because this week coming up this month coming up the rest of this year you are gonna see things that you've never seen before huh God is gonna move 
God is going to move. God is going to move. I'm telling you, 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 you have no idea because the heavens are happy right now. And so he's opening the heavens over us. I don't know what you need from God. I wish I knew. But you know and he knows. Ushers, open up these gates. First lady, can you accompany me on stage? Hallelujah. 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 We're going to prepare for a move of God. All right? I'm going to do all to come. And if you've been expecting something, if you've been praying for something, if it's something that seemed like it's too big, impossible, never been heard of, never been seen in this little city, Lafayette, I want to take my fate and first lady fate. And I want to attach it to your faith. And I want God to move on your behalf, moving mountains and splitting seas. Because I don't know about you, I done seen some things in my life. I'm not even supposed to be here. I'm not supposed to be where I am. I'm not supposed to have what I have. I'm not supposed to, listen, listen, nothing about me is natural. Everything about me is supernatural. And for those that know me and watch me grow up, you know it's got to be God. You know it's got to be God. We're going to call for a miracle movement altar call. Because he's ready. He's ready. And there's some in here, your miracle this morning, one of them is going to be the salvation of your soul. Woo! He brought you here, hallelujah, not just to bless you with things, but to bless you with a personal relationship with him. And you're going to come to this altar too. And you're going to pray to God with me, admitting that you have made mistakes. Sins of omission and commission. Sins that are known and unknown. And we're going to ask him for forgiveness. And he's going to wash that sin away. And he's not only going to wash that sin away, he's going to save you. And he is going to wash the effects of that sin in your life. Whether it's sickness, whether it's death and defeat in your life, whether it's mental uh, 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 illness, this will be your miracle moment this morning. So Yahweh is here. Come to the altar, people of God. And let's watch him move. Let's watch him move. Bring your burden. Bring your dream. Bring your vision. Bring your requests. 
bring your doctor's diagnosis bring the pain in your body bring hallelujah the trouble in your mind bring your marriage bring your addiction bring everything that you carry cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you bring it bring it bring your loneliness bring your broken heart Woo! bring it bring it the miracle worker is here he's ready to move he's ready to move he's ready to move He's ready to move. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many people need a move this morning? How many people need a move from God this morning? Come on, come on, be serious. Do you need a move? Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Do you need God to do it? Come on, come on, come on. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that God can do it? <laughs> you remember what he asked the blind man? Do you think that he can do it? Hey! Can we go back? We are here for you. Come on, let's sing that. We are here for you. Oh, you sound good. Come and do what you Come on, we are, we are here. That's why we're here at this altar. So come and do it. Come and do it. We seeking you. We seeking you. Set our hearts. Set our hearts. Only on you. Come and do what you do. Hey. My God, my God, my God. Oh, I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. Can we go back to the top? We are here. We are here. One more time. Hey. We are here for you. For you, God. Come and do. Come and do. Only what you can do. Come on. Only what you can do. This is what he does, y'all. This is what he does, y'all. This is what he does. Set our hearts on He's a healer, a deliverer. Do what you do. Do what you do. Hey! Do what you do. Do what you do. see the part of the song that says come and do what you do the problem you have is what he does it is his assignment his calling his purpose healing is who he is Deliverance is who he is. 
You're not asking God to get out of his specialty. This is his specialty. We are asking him to do what he does. So let's pray. Let's pray. Say with me. Say El. El Yon. Which means most high. Thank you. That you are all powerful. And that there is nothing. Impossible. For you. All of my problems. You are able. To fix. Now. With one word. I believe it. And you said. According to my faith. Be it unto me. Well I believe. That miracles. Is what you do. Healing. Is what you do. Deliverance. Is what you do. Peace. Is what you do. Joy is what you do. <laughs> Provision is what you do. <laughs> Fixing marriages is what you do. Saving children is what you do. All of my problems is what you do. Tell him, tell him, tell him. So move on my behalf. Fix it for me. I admit I've made mistakes. Forgive me of known, unknown, sins of commission. Sins of omission, secret sins. Forgive me of all I've done, all I've said, all I've thought about. Forgive me, God, for what my eyes have seen. Wash me with your blood. Make my slate clean. Cleanse my heart and give me a new start. Let sin hinder me no longer. Save me. Fill me with your spirit. I believe you love me with all your heart. You died for me. You were buried. You rose from the grave. Move in my life. Bless me. Provide for me, heal me, strengthen me, fix my mind, my relationships. Move God in every way that I need you. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. We're here for you, God. We're here for you, God. Hallelujah. Set our hearts. Set our hearts. Set our hearts on you, God. Come and do what only you can do. Come on, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Come on. Hey. We need it. We got to have it, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need miracles. 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 Hallelujah. Woo. 
Thank you. Thank you. Woo. It's happening. Woo. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. It's going to be a good life. It's happening. It's happening. They all gonna be all right. Ooh, he got y'all. He got y'all. He got y'all. He got you. He got you. He's been looking over you for a long time. He got you. He got you. He got you. Thank you, Father. I get this better. Receive your blessing. Receive your blessing. Receive your blessing. Hallelujah. Receive. Father, in the name of Yahshua, everyone that I laid hands on and even the ones that I couldn't get, I stand in agreement now, hand in hand, with the blessings that they've been waiting on, God. And let the blessing not hurt them, but bless them. And if they're not ready for it, prepare them for it. And if they have to move out dollars, help them move them out temporarily so they can get what you have for them. But let them get it God and I pray a hedge of protection around your people right now because the devil is busy we bind out every argument every petty drama everything that would try to try to steal this word this blessing from your people put a hedge of protection around them for the rest of the day the rest of the week we command all arguments to cease all problems in marriages to cease, all drama to cease. We rebuke any spirit that's agitating the people of God even now in the name of Jesus. Let them bask in the afterglow of this altar call 
of this blessing for the rest of the week, God, the rest of the month, God, and let them have eyes of expectancy to see you move. Let them testify, I knew he was going to do it. I've got a word that he was going to do it. <laughs> I knew it was coming. I, I, I knew it was coming. I heard him prophesy that it was coming. Hey, miracles happen when you move. May the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you. May he be gracious unto you. May he lift up his countenance upon you and bless you with peace. Shalom. Shalom. Prosperity. It's going to be a good life. Prosperity. Healing and health in your body and your mind. Blessings upon blessings. Your latter end going to be greater than your beginning. <laughs> the second half of life is going to make you say, wow. <laughs> Bless you. Increase is coming. Overflow is coming. Hey! You're about to figure out why he moved you. Hey! <laughs> Love you. Love you. Love you. Shalom, Israel. Shalom Israel, Shalom Israel, Mika, he heard your prayer, granted according to his riches in Christ Jesus, bless you, he heard you, he heard you, bless you, bless you, bless you. Good morning, good morning. Good morning, good morning, brothers Welcome and sisters. Welcome once again to the Post Show. Post Show. Um, yeah, we're going to talk again about Pastor's Word. He talked about the deity of Christ, and yes. uh, he also got into some some deep stuff at the beginning of, uh, of service today, talking about the um, groundbreaking uh, reversal of the Roe versus Wade, that legislation yes. that's been uh, kind of overturned. Oh, man, bro. So he kind of started off, he he hit us with it hard from the very Ooh. beginning. and then, Straight into it. Yeah, he, he held no punches and he, he kept it going with, um you know, talking about who Christ is and right. how he is Lord. So, yeah, he, he, he talked about a lot today. A lot, a lot. Look, the yes. presence of God is still it's in this place right now. Like, mm -hmm. God is moving. In this time and in this season. Very much so, very much so. So, so we we'll go, go ahead and get it started. Get it started, all right? Special guest with us this morning. Yes, yes. Yeah, we got Deacon Carl up here. Yes, ma'am. How are you this morning, Deacon I'm Carl? Blessed. Blessed. Highly favored. Highly favored. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Like yeah. you say, blessed, going to tell the rest. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> all right. Always. So, Brother Carl, tell us a little bit about what some of the people want to know what you were saying uh, during the service. Amen. Can you Amen. share that a little bit yes, with us? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, you know, as pastor's daughter was doing the little um, poem, 
I had just brought back to remembrance me and my mom. Right. In our walk. Um, she had got pregnant out of wedlock and I can remember everybody was against her. Her daddy, her husband, um, just everybody was against her on being pregnant for someone else. And uh, she didn't give me up, but I can remember me and her having a hard walk. Um, you know, her protecting me and right, right. keeping me alive and uh, taking care of me. Yeah. Yes. I can remember her being put out. Can remember me and her walking down the road with a with a suitcase. My God! Uh, nowhere to go. My God! Um, everybody was had turned their back on her. Back in them days, I'm 52, so back in them days, you know they they didn't believe in um, having babies out of wedlock. So uh, it was a rough go, but um, you know I just thank Pastor for uh, speaking on it. Yeah. Right, right. Because so many women is out there all alone. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just be them and that child, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. And they do whatever they have to do to keep that child alive. So, yeah. Yes. You know, I believe that every child is a blessing. Right, right. Uh, and I'm I'm one of them because I took care of my mom when she fell sick. And, and I watched you too. Yes, sir. Took care of her. Brought her in into the house in of God. Brought her to the uh, to the doctor's appointment. Yes, sir. You was always there yes, for sir. her, man. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. And she, uh, yeah. you did a great job. Yes, sir. Call. Yes, sir. She took yes, care of you and you took care of her. And that's how it's supposed to be. Yes, yeah. yes. And, uh, so I just want to encourage um, every person that's out there alone. Mm, yeah. That they uh, don't give up on God, you know. Right. Maybe something happened bad in their life where they got pregnant, and you know, it's not the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can be a blessing in disguise. Yeah. Right. And there's more people out there to help them than what it was back then back when then. my mom was right trying to need help. So. You know, um, just an encouraging thing to have a pastor to yes. talk about something so serious. Right. Y'all see, I'm crying. Oh, Man, look, this good. It's, uh, it's, you know, tearing up. It's touching mm-hmm. other people because you'd yeah. be surprised how many people can relate to what you yes, sir. went through. You know, yes, sir. But it's thank God for what He's done. That He's a keeping God. Yeah. Yes, and, sir. And uh, He had a plan and a purpose for you. Amen. <laughs> yeah. And here you are, Deacon. Yes. A walking testimony. Yep, living testimony. So, Brother Carl, man, we believe in that testimony. Touch many people. We thank you for coming up, man. I appreciate you. And I'm pretty much sure we're going to have more moments where we can share more testimonies with with the people out there to encourage them. So, we thank you for everything you do, Brother Carl. I appreciate y'all. And keep doing We serve a good God, man. And and he take care of us all, you know, even in the womb. In the womb. (laughs) He knew you since he was in your mother's womb. No problem, Deacon. Stay Love strong, y'all. keep pushing. Y'all have a blessing. Yes, sir. Oh, that's good. And it's amazing. Uh, I love how, you know, he said that Pastor gave that, that tough word. And that's one thing about Pastor Omar. He gives uncomfortable words. He he Ooh. does what the spirit leads him to do. And so just imagine people that are lost and don't know, you know, they're confused about right, things. Right. And if you have somebody that's just wanting to give you what's popular and they want to go with what's trendy at the moment, you know, he's we'd led, be lost. He's truly led by the spirit of God. Uh, yeah. He speaks... Th- what's going on in these days now yes and he brings it to the bible 
Yes. And uh, he breaks it down to where we can all think about it and really, you know, choose the right decision. So I really like that. He yeah. exposes the devil. Yep. And, and what the devil try to do behind the scenes and under the scenes, mm -hmm. he bring it to light so that we can all see it. And I love Thank that you, about Lord. Pastor. So, yeah. all right, today we got our brother. Introduce yourself, my brother. My name is Clamaine Lawrence. Yes. Everybody call me Bo or Sebo. All right, Sebo. Right. That's my Bo brother nice right there. You. Man, share, share a little bit of, you have a testimony. We was talking in the back. Definitely, definitely. Um, Especially uh, when it comes to this message here. Yes. Like, <clears throat> I'm actually a product of. My, well, my mom's when she was pregnant with me when I was in the womb, she had a stroke. Mm. Um, and the doctors was advocating for her to abort me. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And um, they told her that if she was to go along with it and have me, that either I was going to come out slow or retarded or something, or, wow. or she was going to die to try to have me, like, wow. from trying wow. to have me. But, wow. You know. So clearly, I'm against abortion. <laughs> All right, 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 yeah. right. Uh, wow, bro. And now I'm blessed. I have children of my own. Praise God. Beautiful family. My wife sitting over there. Oh, praise <laughs> God. Hey, what's up, Scott? Um, and I can't wait. But I will wait. But I can't wait to have grandchildren. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> like, I have a son that's 20. So I know, wow. like, it's important to understand that God's grace is sufficient. Mm -hmm. Like if, if if somebody young made a mistake, or and as Pastor said, the main thing is if to not have to deal with this, don't fornicate. That's right. how you That's mitigate right. that problem. Right. 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 You don't fornicate. If you do it the way it's supposed to be done, you get married and you have your children. Right. Your child gonna be grow up in the environment that they should. Right. 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 But sin is what led, what leads you to these type of decisions. Right, right, right. So I don't want to hold no, y'all no, too long. No, but what, that, I, what I like that. about that story is how your mom said, you know what, I'm not going with that. In, this, in spite of what the doctor said, yeah. it's could paralyze. You could lose your life That's and fake. your child. That's she was like, no, 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 no. I'm trusting in God yeah. some kind of way to believe that, you know. My son is going to be fine and look at him now. Absolutely. Like <laughs> Brother Love, strong, big, <laughs> big, got a family, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. man, it's amazing, man. You know? Yeah. Proof you that can... God is faithful. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Man, bro. blessed, man. This is yeah. amazing, bro. Powerful testimony. Yes. Man, we appreciate you sharing that, Thank man, you with so us. Thank you so much. Uh, keeping it real, you know? Mm -hmm. Shame the devil, man. Yeah, Lord. Thank, Thank you, you, my brother. Thank y'all. Uh. Oh, that's awesome. And it's so good to be able to see, like, living, you know, living witnesses of, yes. of God's grace and his Ooh. favor, you know. Wow. Mm. God is a keeping God, man. Good morning. Hey. It's, it's afternoon. Uh, I, yeah. Oh, yeah, we I'm used to. Yeah. yeah, 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 you're right. It is afternoon. Praise God. So introduce yourself. Well, we know. I'm going to still introduce myself yeah. for those this that don't Deaconess. know. Deaconess. Tessa Felton. Yes. And you had some good points to make this morning. I, yeah, and you know, mine is from oh, experience. Wow. Right. Um, yeah. I am a labor and delivery nurse, and mm -hmm. so I've seen many different things. And so one of the main things, and I also educate. I'm an educator mm -hmm. uh, yes. as it relates to pregnancy. And you have a book as well. I do. I have a book, The Ministry of Motherhood. Mm -hmm. So I'm about the family. I am about 
children. I love children. Mm -hmm. wow. um, I have four children of my own. Wow. And two grandchildren. So yeah. um, not just from what science says, mm -hmm. um, because I'm a labor and delivery nurse, I've seen things as well. And so um, what I was saying earlier is this, that by eight weeks, the organs are already all formed and developed. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when conception happens, things are already happening. Mm -hmm. And at eight weeks, even though the embryo is only the size of a grain of rice, and that's the miracle in it, mm -hmm. all wow. organs are already wow. formed at eight wow. weeks. Wow. And so, you know, in some states, they were allowing abortions as uh, late as 23 weeks. And wow. that's almost six months. Wow. And at six months, babies actually already have personality. They're smiling. They're crying. Mm. They hiccup. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They even have hiccups. Wow. And you know, we can hear that as labor and delivery nurses on a monitor. We can hear all of that. And I've seen babies born early, um, even at 16 weeks. I've had babies born at 16 weeks that have grabbed your finger. Mm. And wow. even though, you know, they can't sustain life and breathe on their own for long, mm. they try to breathe and mm. they have heartbeats. And so all of those different things are happening in the body with a baby very, very early on. Mm. So at 23 weeks with personality, um, and, it, and I'll say something about the law. You know, I'm not a lawyer, mm. but they had a law that you can abort your babies. But in the irony, if her mom is on drugs as a nurse or anyone in the medical field, we have to report her for negligence to her baby while she's pregnant. Wow. And if she has this baby that is addicted to drugs after she delivers, she gets a case, a Child Protective Service case that says she hurt her baby in the uterus. Oh, that's an oxymoron. Isn't that, that an oxymoron? Yes. That's an oxymoron. But wow. there was a law that said that you can abort, but if you keep your baby and you hurt your baby, you get hurt for hurting them. Mm. Ooh, so those are the crazy. laws. It's amazing. And that's the stuff that they that's not put in the forefront. Like just even talking about the development of a, of a child. Like the argument that I see all the time is that it's not a baby. Like I wish y'all would stop saying you're right. killing babies. It's not a baby yet. But, you know, if it's, it's starting to develop in it, if it has these characteristics that we don't know about, I think yes. people would act differently if they really knew absolutely the truth about you know where it is in the process yes yeah wow, yes you know and most moms start to feel their babies kick and move at 20 weeks but babies are moving before then they just can't mm, feel it mm. um and so with all of that different movement um and even just like i said having a 16 week or grab a finger right you know those are humans right wow. with a personality Wow. God knows their names. Mm. They're individuals. Wow. They're people. Yeah. You know, to try to cry, mm. you know, that early. Wow. You know, that shows you there's life. Right. Mm. Wow. So you ever spoke to someone who wanted to do that, who wanted to abort, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. I, again, I'm an educator. So um, what I do is I teach first-time pregnant moms. And so sometimes we get situations where, where they, they like didn't, you know, they didn't abort but had those feelings about those abortion, thoughts and stuff, those huh? thoughts yeah. about it. And so we educate a lot with that. And just that education of knowing about when life is considered life and yeah. to teach them developmentally what goes on from, we say week to week. We don't even yeah. talk about it month to month. Mm. They are amazed at what happens in the body because yeah. it is nothing but a miracle, mm. you know, yes. because God formed us. Right. Yes. You know, we're fearfully and wonderfully made, made. and we have to right. remember yes. that, you know, right. and he knew us 
from the inward parts, you know? That's what mm. he say. God is good. Yeah. Yes, yes. You know, and so the Bible says one thing about what life is, mm. and the world system says something different. So we wow. have to decide yes. whose report we're going to believe. believe. Right. Amen. Right. Cool. Oh, that is so good. That's real. That's yeah. real. Yeah. Oh, God. That's, that's good. <laughs> so I like how you say that y'all got to educate them because a lot of them, Parents, for lack of knowledge, they don't understand. They just go yes. by a doctor. Oh, it's a doctor, and if yes. a doctor suggests this, maybe yes. it's okay. All right, because of selfish yes. reasons, because mm -hmm. they can't see themselves Correct. with a child right now. Correct. And mm -hmm. that's some of the reasons why I, I hear or I see Correct. that people choose to, you know Correct. what I'm saying? I'm too young. I'm mm -hmm. too young. I can't reach yeah. my goals. But that's, that's it's going to mess my life up. Yeah. That's lies of you know, the enemy. It's all lies. It's that's all lies of the enemy. All to try to get rid of that. That's right. it. That's it. Wow. Mm -hmm. Man, Deaconess Tessa, man, you just gave away a lot of information. This yes, is great. Well, that's some good stuff. <laughs> this I, is good. If that's something we can get, like more um i don't know if we could get that information out more i don't yes. know it's absolutely like it's and you know what my book the ministry of motherhood so guys y'all check that out like it is gonna, one of them is uh the journey through the first nine months and in that book it actually does talk about the developing fetus but um it also has a spiritual aspect that talks about uh, our relationship with Christ and how he develops us, you know, from being broken cisterns to being able to to produce life and not yeah. just life in the womb, but life like like life in our like things that we do in our lives. Right. Yeah. And so the second one is called Journey Through Travailing. Okay. And both of them are the ministry of motherhood. And so okay. with each, I do discuss uh just the process the process of the pregnancy but also yes. the laboring process and how it all intertwines in uh, our life journey and the travailing of our life mm -hmm. and how wow. you know with each we got to bring forth something mm -hmm. um, yes, yes. in the in the physical we bring forth life but in the spiritual we birth great yeah. miraculous things through Christ right right yes. so wow. real quick if the online family wants access to the books how could they how could they get access to that oh and look we actually have a couple. Oh, thank you. So, is there any way for them to? We have them at the bookstore here, um, but they're That's also on the website. Uh, okay. If you go to Philadelphia Christian uh, right Church website, uh, you should be able to uh, get access to it. I'm not sure about the the website name anymore, mm. um, but it's the same site that uh, you can uh, purchase uh, pastors' books on. Our yes. books are also okay. Expounding Truth um, Ministries, I believe. Yeah, yes. Expounding Truth Ministries. Um, this book is also available for $10. And so those are both awesome. of them. Mm Miss -hmm. Brittany's holding the Ministry of Motherhood, Journey Through the Nine Months of wow. Pregnancy. And I am holding the Ministry of Motherhood, Journey Through Travailing. Man, this is amazing. Guys, we want to encourage y'all to get these books. Yes. Uh, women. Uh, They're perfect for such a time yes. as this they with are. everything that's going on. Like, they we need are. this information. We don't know this. Like, yes. as a woman, I, these are some things that I, right, you know, right. I don't know. I haven't had kids, but still, mm -hmm. I don't. Right, you know. right. And we got to remember, you know, we, we perish for a, a lack of knowledge. Yes. Right, and right. If you want to hide anything from the Hebrews, it says it's to put it in a book. It's in, it. it's in here. It's in here, you know. Yeah. And I think it's even great for a father to read it, too. It like, is. Oh, anybody. It's good for the whole family. Family. Anybody. It's the whole family. Miss Tessa, this is amazing. I'm going to read it. Please read it. Experience it. Come on. And you know what? Man, bless someone else it. with it. Even if you're yeah. not in the, the childbearing age, bless someone else with it as well. Yeah. Um, even a, 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 a single woman that's thinking about having a baby, you know, right. so she could even know the process of what happens in her body 
before she even conceives. And then just so we can educate others. Absolutely. Just so we can let people know, you know, with this this hot topic right now, yeah, we need to be able to equip ourselves with the knowledge to be able to inform others in God's way. You never can get enough knowledge. Yes. Well, we appreciate you. Thank you. And you and Deacon Felton, my brother. I seen that picture on the back. (laughs) Brother, that's sharp. (laughs) <laughs> thank you awesome thank yes, y'all thank, thank y'all you. for sharing your experiences and your knowledge with us yeah yes that was good man what you thought about that that was good that's <laughs> some good information i'm definitely gonna go read it <laughs> Woo. and uh yeah just could, to be able to kind of defend you know yes. defend our our thoughts and stuff you how could you have an opinion and have a belief about something but you don't know why you know, exactly. you don't know why you, you feel the way you feel. So I think that it's very good to be able to defend your arguments when you have a, a conversation with people, be able to back up why you, you feel right. the way that you feel so that you can, you know, be convincing. Exactly. So, exactly. Good exactly. Stuff. Really good stuff. So, guys, we want to thank you all for tuning in, staying here for the post show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we believe in that you got something out of it. Um, and just comment below, you know, um, what you thought about the word, what you thought about the service, if it was great, what points touch you. We want to read your comments after and just, um, and we're going to figure out a way to engage with you guys later. But, um, so we just want to thank y'all for tuning in. Don't forget, we have Tuesday Bible study this Tuesday, 7 p.m. Tell a friend to tell a friend, tune in live. Look, another powerful word. Last Tuesday was amazing. This Sunday was amazing. Let's keep that fire going, okay? Yeah, Lord. So we want to thank y'all. We're going to pray y'all out. Father God, we just thank you for this time. Thank you for this word. Thank you, Lord God, for this day. We just pray, Lord God, that you continue to order our steps in your word. Continue to give us wisdom everywhere we go. Everywhere we, everything we touch, be blessed, God. We just pray that you would truly, Lord God, have your way in our lives. As we got to awesome word on today we pray that we would take that word and that we would chew on it lord god and let it edify our hearts and let it uh, uh show in our lives lord god we just pray that you would guide us lead us throughout this week set us on fire keep us uh, uh give us traveling grace we just we give you all the glory lord god you've been so good to us and we've been good to this ministry to our pastor to this church lord god so we just pray that you continue to have your way with the online family, this family, Lord God, we give you all the glory for all the things that you're doing and the things that you're going to do, the doors that's going to open in our lives. We thank you. We give you glory. We give you all the praise. And we say these things in, in Jesus', Jesus name. name. Amen. Amen. Thank you all. and love you all. <laughs>